Hey, another great episode of Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you heard, please go online to redsearadio.org and donate, become a monthly sustaining member, and keep us on the air. Thank you and God bless. Welcome to Red Sea Roundup. Today I'm your host, Judy Como. Very happy to be here in our wonderful station at St. Mary's Catholic Center and College Station. I want to shout out to all of our listeners in the different areas. I want to welcome here locally, listening to KEDC 88.5 FM in the Brazos Valley, KYAR 98.3 FM in Central Texas, and KINF 107.9 in Palestine. Welcome to everyone. Happy to be here with you all. I want to begin our broadcast as we continue to celebrate the year of St. Joseph with our prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O blessed Joseph, faithful guardian of my Redeemer, Jesus Christ, Protector of your chaste spouse, the Virgin Mother of God, I choose you this day to be my special patron and advocate, and I firmly resolve to honor you all the days of my life. Therefore, I humbly call on you to receive me as your adopted child, to instruct me in every doubt, to comfort me in every affliction, to obtain for me all the knowledge and the love of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And finally, to defend and protect me at the hour of my death. Amen. Just want to remind all our listeners that we're making this prayer during the year of St. Joseph. It carries with it a plenary indulgence instead of the usual partial indulgence. So pick up on those plenary indulgence opportunities uh, here today. I don't know if I should call you a sidekick or not, but... Well, Judy, I am so excited to be co-hosting with you today. In many ways, I am the Robin to your... Batman. I'm the Iceman to your... Maverick. Here's a deep shot. I'm the Festus to your... Oh, Matt Dillon. My brother is a gun smoke addict. That's for my my pop. If he's listening, (laughs) he loves gun smoke. Loves Gunsmoke Soda. I used to watch it when I was growing up, but yes. My brother Jim wants to be Matt Dillon here presently. He has a duster. He he would love to wear a gun every day, I think, but anyways. Wonderful. Well, we're here in studio. I'm co-hosting with you today because we've got uh, Catholic Charities in the second part of the show. We're going to talk to Suzanne Leggett, who's their Chief Advancement Officer, and their new Brazos Valley Director, John Pachi. We're pretty sure that's how he says his last name, but we're going to clarify that with him when we get him on the air. And they're going to be talking about everything that Catholic Charities does and also telling you about their giving day that's coming up on April 29th. Right. Very exciting. Uh, Dennis Maka on the buttons this morning. Yeah. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning, y'all. For someone who said that he wasn't going to be talking and we asked him to talk. Mm-hmm. We, we tricked him. Glad to help. There you go. Yeah, we're, we're in uh, we're in studio, and if you're noticing some of that lingo I'm throwing <laughs> out, I'm making some uh, deep call references to our new Thursday at 11 a.m. show, 
The Catholic Man Show. We just debuted it last week, coming out of uh, Oklahoma. And if you're wondering where Forte Catholic went, we still got it, but we moved it to Saturdays at 5 p.m. Yeah, I heard your PSA yesterday telling yep. telling me that. We couldn't have two strong manly shows in that, that 11 o'clock week. You know, it just it was too much. Spread it out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're, we love having Forte Catholic as a part of our Red Sea Radio family. Shout out, as they say, to mm-hmm. Taylor Schroll. Make Catholicism fun again. Cool, cool, cool. Um, want to uh, thank Thaddeus and the Romanski family. Uh, we really had a great time last week. Uh, Viva work- San Giuseppe. Working on our Crumbs from the Table podcast. It was uh, so much fun. and <clears throat> Videocast. At a, at a uh, right, right, exactly. I, I realized that I had been very comfortable talking on the radio, but that goes up a level when it's, Video included it sure does, in but that, to you know. make you feel better, I was talking to my sister this morning. She said she's watched three of the six episodes, which you can find on our YouTube channel, YouTube Red Sea Radio. Go there, subscribe. Get us over the 100 subscriber mark. But I digress. My sister said, the the lady that you were doing the... Uh, <laughs> and you said that's no lady. <laughs> the lady that you were doing the... The videos with Judy, she seems like a really cool lady, a really nice lady. I'd love to get to know her better. Bring it on. So, yeah. It was a lot what of fun. What a nice thing to say. Yeah, it yeah. was a lot of fun, and it really brought about, um, if you were hearing St. Joseph's Altar for the first time and really don't know what we're talking about, we encourage you to go to our channel to uh, see that. But locally, well, not locally, but my experience growing up here and sharing in the St. Joseph table, just uh, it just wells up within me to, to experience that. And this could have easily been a year that it was not celebrated in the typical fashion. But because we worked on this together, it really, we had the opportunity to look at some old pictures and mm-hmm. talk about traditions and the way they're still continuing. And, um, you know, God finds a way. And we were persistent. We were certainly not in our comfort zone doing a lot of that. And No, and and I have to th- say thank you to my wife who, you know, made the backdrop of our home look so great and opened up her kitchen so that we could make the bread, so that we could cook the meal together. Um, that, that was a, And that was a, a wonderful project for the two of us to, to work on. Yes. And so thanks, Robin, and thank you. To all my children for participating. They did so and good. Man, and that meal was so good. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> that episode, uh, I think it was Matthew said, "This is really good." Yeah, that and, was my uh, favorite. That was my favorite episode. To yeah, film. it was a lot of fun. But um, and seeing, you know, <clears throat> the world that we live in right now, uh, it's difficult to do things um, in the way that you used to do it. But being creative and um, so many. Uh, Smaller celebrations was celebrated here locally. I know Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. my cousin and Christ Our Light in Navasota, their church had a altar and celebrated it. And I guess uh, another important aspect, we are celebrating the year of St. Joseph and these... That's right. That's the the reason why we did this. Right. And the altars here in Bryan typically were on or around St. Joseph's Feast Day, but we're celebrating the year of, and in May, we celebrate the 
St. Joseph has two feast days and St. Joseph the worker. So um, take this opportunity and try to honor St. Joseph in your life. I I know I grew up thinking I had a devotion to him, but it is so deep and so rich. And uh, St. Joseph's parish here locally is following the consecration to St. Joseph and uh, just lots of opportunities to um, ask for his intercession in our Yeah, life. I think that's a great point, Judy. I mean, maybe people can watch the videos and get some get some ideas about what's what's involved. And then maybe in the summer when the kids are out of school and maybe things slow down a little bit, you can do one in, in June or July. Like you said, it's the year of St. Joseph. Right. Well, Heck, and I, do one every month. <laughs> I think that we get, you know... We get locked into something. A novena is nine days in a row. Well, it means nine. It does, right. you know, typically you can spread it out over nine days. But um, my friend Barbara and I did a nine-hour novena when she was in the hospital and right. was having a long procedure, and we were right. able to do that. So Yeah, so mention that with the with the St. Joseph's table. There is a nine, there is traditionally a novena prayer that you pray for nine days leading up to the the day the of the feast. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you can check that out. You can, there's a wonderful documentary that you can see a broader uh, vision of what a St. Joseph altar is. It's called Texas Tavola Folkstream. Mm-hmm. And it's a documentary that was filmed here in Bryan College Station in 2003 at the home of uh, Vancey and Ross Tadero. Yep. Uh, beautiful, beautiful memories there. Um, we would be remiss not talking about our feast day tomorrow. Yeah, speaking of the, you can never talk about this blessed uh, St. Joseph without talking about his spouse, the Blessed Virgin Mary. Yeah, so tomorrow is the Feast of the Annunciation. A solemnity, I might add. Yes, so that means if you go to Mass tomorrow, the Gloria is going to be mm-hmm. brought back into the Mass, even though it's Lent, because... The, the, the church is saying, on this day, feast. On this day, celebrate. Yeah. A solemnity okay? trumps whatever season That's that right. you're in. That's right. So uh, go to Mass tomorrow, sing that Gloria, and then have a have a yeah. big celebratory I, meal. I'm going to try not to just read something, but the facts that are in this little paragraph I wanna, want to share with our listeners because that I find it very interesting that so many other faiths celebrate. The Annunciation, I don't know if you knew that or not, but um, it's observed almost universally throughout Christianity, especially with Orthodoxy, Anglicanism, Catholicism, Lutheranism. It is a major Marian feast classified as a solemnity in the Catholic Church, a festival in the Lutheran Church, a principal feast in the Anglican Church. In Feast of the Lord, and it is not among the great fairy. Marian feast, although some prominent aspects of its liturgical observance are Marian. Two examples in liturgical Christianity of the importance attached to it is that the Annunciation is the basis of the Angelus prayer mm-hmm. that um, is prayed typically at isn't it noon and 6 p.m. Yes, uh, yes. I know here in, at St. Mary's Catholic Center, they used to ring a bell and people would just kind of stop wherever they were. And, yep. Uh, also, it is one of the joyful mysteries of the rosary. Yes, now at St. Mary's uh, sidebar, since they have added 12 noon mass, now they pray it right before noon mass starts. 
And so that, that gives us opportunity to finish this program, bolt down the stairs, and which I hope right. to do today. And did you know also about the Annunciation? Did you know that the Feast of the Annunciation, going back to the very earliest times of the church, has been celebrated on March 25th? I wonder why. Before, long before Christmas was set on December 25th. So there are there are some who say that is good reason to suspect that Christmas Day is indeed the historical birthday Birth. mm-hmm. of our Lord. Based off the Based on the fact March that, 25th. That, that March 25th, the Annunciation, his conception was always on March 25th, exactly nine months before December 25th. How about fascinating. that? Fascinating. Fascinating. We have just a couple of minutes uh, before we go to our break and want to tell our listeners that we'll be talking, uh, learning a whole lot about Catholic charities. Yes. But I want to talk a little bit about next week being Holy Week yeah. and um, the benchmark of each, just about each day. Uh, this Sunday is Palm Sunday. Mm-hmm. Passion Sunday, uh, contrasting names, one because of Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem, waving palms in celebration, and the other is because this Sunday begins the focus on Jesus' days of suffering and death. It's also referred to as the Paschal Triduum, Latin for three days, and extends the evening of Holy Thursday through Easter Sunday Holy Thursday or Maundy Thursday. That comes from a Latin word, mandatum. Mm-hmm. It gets its name from Jesus' new commandment to love one another, which he spoke during the Passover meal when he washed the feet of his disciples and instituted the Holy Eucharist. Yeah, our English word mandate comes from that Latin mm-hmm. Latin term, mandatum. Beautiful. Uh, The following day is Good Friday and marks the events of Jesus' trial, crucifixion, death, and burial. And the following day, Easter Vigil is celebrated. Um, Many churches celebrate the Easter Vigil, and those who have been in formation to become Catholic are brought into the church by the celebration of baptism, confirmation, and Holy Eucharist. And Easter Sunday follows that. So stick with us, folks. We'll be back after the break to talk about Catholic charities. Welcome back to Red Sea Roundup. If you're just joining us, I am your host today, Judy Como. In the studio here, our station manager, Thaddeus Romanski, is joining me. Uh, We're very happy and excited to be talking with our friends over at Catholic Charities of Central Texas. Welcome to the chief 
Advancement Officer Susan Leggett and the director here locally in the Brazos Valley, John Pachi. Welcome. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Okay, for our listeners, y'all try to understand that they're each in two separate places, not together, and Thaddeus and I are here in the station, so we'll um, lean in when we have a little pause, and uh, someone will take charge here, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, welcome, y'all. Thank y'all uh, for being here. I'm especially happy if if our listeners have heard some of my past shows. Uh, kind of can be a clanging gong sometimes about assuming that people know what you're talking about, especially when it regards to our Catholic faith. And we throw out, "Oh well, it's Lent. We're going to have the Stations of the Cross." But if you don't really grow up with that devotion, you don't know what it is. Those of us who are semi-familiar with Catholic charities, we think everyone knows what it is, and it's a logical uh, assumption that people know what y'all are, what you do, where you do it, and how to support y'all. Yeah. And we want to cover all those bases, so uh, I'm going to give you the opportunity for me to be quiet and have one of y'all talk about, uh, <laughs> tell us about Catholic Charities of Central Texas, your mission statement, where you serve, the ins and the outs of Catholic Charities. Well, Judy and Thaddeus, thank you so much for this opportunity to to share. And I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, You know one Catholic Charities, you know one Catholic Charities, because they're different all over uh, the United States. And basically, a Catholic Charities that is in a certain region or a certain city serves that um, area, and therefore the programs that they administer have, um, it's been deduced that those programs are necessary, and, and there's a void or a need in that community for those services. So um, I basically wanted to thank you for the opportunity to share our mission, because I think that's where it all begins, right? Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely. Um Uh, We are people of faith serving anyone, and I do want to stress anyone in need by strengthening families and promoting respect for human dignity and life. And I think one of our biggest myths is the fact that Catholic charity serves only Catholics, and that's not what Jesus would do, and that's not what Catholic Charities does. We serve anyone in the community that needs a hand up. And it's a, I'm really proud to be working for such a strong and uh, beautiful organization. Um, and we, the Catholic Charities of Central Texas, um, specifically, we serve 25 counties um, in the C- Central Texas region. And if you can just think of the, the diocese um, of Austin, um, the area that that diocese serves, we walk hand in hand with the diocese. And... Um, we are your Catholic charities, and we serve um, very proudly Brazos Valley. Um, the kind of the key values, or I want to say the tenets of our um, agency, is that we're faith-driven, and our religious values are at the core of what we do every day. And we are very service-centered. We also offer a holistic. Um, set of services, um, you know, under one roof. And, and John will go into that a minute, the, the different uh, programs that we offer 
under the Catholic Charities of Central Texas roof. And then we're community focused. We tailor our program to the the needs of what is is um, where there's a void there in Brazos Valley in that com- in your community. So um, we opened up the Brazos Valley brick and mortar office in 2013, mm-hmm. and we felt it was important um, to invest in Brazos Valley. Um, our other brick and mortar is in Austin, and I'm proud to to mention that. Um, on the horizon, we are planning on opening a brick and mortar in Colleen, Waco, and okay. San Marcus. Yeah, we've got listeners in Waco this morning, Suzanne. So that's I'm sure they're cheered to to hear that. That's awesome. Yes, that's yes. fantastic. Let me uh, let me jump in real quickly and say that um, you know a lot of nonprofits and and giving organizations probably say something along the lines of. Uh, the community where we are shapes uh, how we do things or we reflect the needs uh, of the local community where we are. But, you know, that's really, that's a tenet of Catholic social teaching. That's a big word called subsidiarity and the, that the people closest to the, the problem should be the first ones to um, interact with it and deal with it. And that's, that's something that the Catholic Church <laughs> came up with and, and stressed and how it, it delivered its charitable work. So we'll come back to, to more of, of Catholic social teaching, but that's so beautiful that, that right there in how you guys do things, you're, you're living out your values, our values of, of, of the Catholic Church. It's wonderful. Amen. Amen. Yes. <clears throat> Absolutely. So... Um, John, perhaps you can talk uh, specifically about local programs here in the Brazos Valley. Yes, thank you. Uh, the uh, six programs that we offer, they're designed to strengthen and empower the, the individuals and families in our Brazos Valley community. Um, first program, talk about the St. Gabriel's Pregnancy and Parenting Program. Um, so what, what that does, it guides and empowers individuals to build a strong foundation of healthy relationships and, and supportive environment for young children, ensuring a healthy and stable start to life. And um, we, you know, we coordinate that with financial education for the parents. And, uh, you know, it's really a, a, a superb program that, that's actually been redesigned and, and uh, it's getting off to a great start. And um, we're definitely offering that. Um, tremendously in the Brazos Valley. Um, also, St. Michael's Veteran Services, providing case management, financial assistance, and referrals to serve veterans and their families. Financial stability, um, that's a program that helps families and individuals avoid homelessness, achieve financial security through case management, financial education, along with emergency financial assistance. Our counseling services uh, provides high-quality mental health services to help individuals and families overcome life's challenges. Our disaster response, uh, when there is disaster, respond quickly to natural disasters to return families to their pre-disaster state or better. Mm. And our immigration legal services offers affordable immigration legal assistance uh, from experienced attorneys and staff. Uh, with a focus on family reunification. So, you know, those are our six amazing programs and uh, very successful in in providing support and strengthening families 
in the Process Valley. Mm-hmm. Which um, which of those six programs would you say um, is the busiest or here locally in Bryan College Station, does one uh, have a bigger need than the other, would you say? I, I would say, um, of course, all are in, in big need, but financial stability, mm-hmm. and that's based on the number of inbound calls we receive, the referrals we receive from community partners. Um, so the, the need is great out, out here, and, and I know that with financial stability um, and to, to achieve you know, family success, you have to have the roof over your head. And yeah. I know, um, you know, that, that's important. the most important um, offering that we have in financial stability is to keep those housed. They come to us, not homeless, but um, possibly on the verge of homelessness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that is the biggest, greatest need. And um, to, to achieve that success is through case management and really that, that empathetic support that the case managers provide. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a personal curiosity. Um, I know that I, I attend St. Anthony's Parish here in Bryan, and our charitable donations are streamlined to y'all to where no one comes to us and asks where no money is handed out at our, our office and our donations go directly to you. But it's not uncommon for me to be in the parking lot, have someone come needing help. Where can I talk to the pastor and to say, well, you need to contact Catholic Charities. Can you tell me how a call would be handled? Just say, I called you today and said, I need help with my utility bill. How would that be handled on your end? Yeah, so... um Definitely find out the need, and, and you spoke it right up front, utility need, utility bill need, and um, providing that call to the case manager to then do that holistic assessment. Not only, you know, you focus in on that immediate need of the utility assistance, but what else do they need? And that's how that phone call be handled. It would be done in a, in a manner of understanding the full need for that family, for that individual, and um, we can provide internal referrals that way so that they can get that counseling service support if they need that. Or if um, they're in the pregnancy parenting uh, program uh, qualification, if you will, we can refer them over to the St. Gabriel's Pregnancy and Parenting Program. So to summarize, we focus on that initial immediate need of why they call, but we also need to understand fully why, you know, what else is out there that's needed and what we can provide to them at Catholic Charities Central Texas. Yeah. Uh, I guess, is it handled, like, say someone's utilities were going to be disconnected, is it a process that could be handled that day, or is it a time-consuming, I, I, I mean, I'm... <laughs> yeah. Good, good question. Thanks for asking that. So it really depends on the volume and the capacity of time um, that the case managers would have in order to fulfill that. Now, they can always call and make that pledge in advance. To the utility company okay. so that the pledge is made and the utility company accepts that pledge and that allows time for the first of all most importantly the household does not get disconnected mm-hmm. and then the secondary is us financial uh, the stability program provides a payment to directly to the utility company on behalf of that household and so if it's um, a case where it's, it's an immediate need and they can get to them in that amount of time, the volume of calls that come in doesn't always 
allow for that, but, you know, doing our best to, to uh, triage the most important of calls is what we strive to do. Sure. And so that, that process does take uh, form when that pledge can be made to prevent that utility service from being cut off. Yeah. I, I've just always been curious as, like I said, this has happened to me several times and I, sometimes kind of feel like I'm just passing them off and I've never followed Mm -hmm. through with asking you. uh, And I think Thaddeus wanted to contribute to that too. Yeah. Yeah, John and John, John or Suzanne, I thought, uh, I thought it was maybe a good time for you to get to, to tell maybe some, hopefully some, some feel good stories, Mm -hmm. or at least they ended with a feel good um, about how Catholic charities here in the Brazos Valley or central Texas more broadly, um, Stepped into the gap during the uh, the snowmageddon during mm-hmm. during the blizzard. Mm-hmm. Anything anything there? Well, yeah, you know, um, what I would like to share is um, there in the Brazos Valley, um, the need has been great. Um, generally, um, especially with the pandemic, and then on into the disaster that just happened with our um, Texas winter storm. So we're Catholic Charities has filled that gap is not only from a, a standpoint of services, um, rental assistance, utility support, um, help with car uh, payment, but in addition to materials. Um, we are blessed with um, a beautiful inventory of diapers, wipes, hygiene for those that um You know, you might not think of a package of diapers to help a a young family um, get through a week is a lot, but it is a lot um, when um, you look at how um, people are suffering and looking to put food on the table. Um, So if we can deter that cost for the community and get diapers out there, um, wipes, so that they can, in fact, um, alleviate that stress and that um, anxiety, Um, we have been able to do so. Our St. Gabriel's Pregnancy and Parenting Program is such a lifeline for so many in in the Brazos Valley community from an education standpoint to get help those mothers um, with their babies and to have a healthy start, but also as a resource for um, uh, baby items that they may need. Um, Catholic Charities has been there. Just to give you an example, in September and December, of 2020, Catholic Charities deployed to the um, Brazos Valley community and handed out materials to anyone in need that drove by um, the agency um, in a two-hour span. And we served over 475 families and um, dispersed over 13,000 diapers um, to the community. And what I love about that and was able to be on the ground working that is the beautiful gratitude that comes from the Brazos Valley community about all of us helping each other in need and coming together as a community because together we are stronger and putting diapers in cars in their back seat, putting hygiene items in their back seat, telling them God bless you and ministering to these people who just need an, just need hope, just need a little hope. And um, it sure fed me, and it, the case managers live it every day, and I so admire what they do every day, what John does every day. 
Um, they're out there working with people and giving them that hope. Um, Catholic Charities is a lifeline for many, and um, I'm just very proud to be part of it. Yeah, and I wanted to just follow up and say that um, you know, what the what the Gabriel Project does, what the financial stability services do, is they are that hands of the the Catholic faithful caring for those mothers and families who take the chance and say, I'm going to choose life and have this baby. And so often the pro-abortion side accuses pro-life Americans of, of not caring about mothers, of only caring about babies. And, and this what y'all do puts the lie to that accusation that here we are, we want the life of the, the child to be saved, but we want to walk with and assist the mother and the new family that that comes from that choice for life. So it's it's just beautiful, just very beautiful. And needs the story needs to be told over and over again, especially in this uh, year of politics and the slant that's going against those thoughts. And um, you know, many conversations of well, Planned Parenthood does this and list that as good. And right. the story right. of uh, Catholic Charities needs to be uh, told and reminded. And well, we need to be reminded of our identity. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, that full spectrum yeah. identity. Yep. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Um, how about how about we skip to let's go back to to John and, and tell us about um, how you came into the, the position of being the new director of the, the Brazos Valley Catholic Charities. Tell us about your background, John. Yeah, thank you. So um, I, I've been with Catholic Charities of Central Texas since 2017, and I directed the financial stability program all that time. Um, as of January 1st, I took on this new role as director of the Brazos Valley. And, um, you know, during, during my tenure as the financial stability director, our housing stability ratio, and this is all a pat on the backs of the case managers, by the way, is 82% of our households that we served remain stable. And so, mm. um, you know, looking at that from a perspective of eight out of every 10 households that come to us just about to be evicted, mm. have no hope, no nothing, right? Right. Um, so providing that hope, as Suzanne talked about, uh, that's what the financial stability program did. Very, very proud of that staff. Uh, couldn't be prouder. Um, experience in, in working with the cities of Bryan and College Station extensively. Great relationships um, with other organizations in the community um, through the financial stability program as I, as I worked through that as, in that role. Um, you know, why I wanted this to work. Why, do I, you know, why did I take this opportunity? Well, I, I love the focus on community and unity in the Brazos Valley. Really do. It really extends itself out when every time I talk to someone, it just seems like, how can we help? What can we do to help? Mm-hmm. What is the need out there? It's always that question. And, and, and uh, you know, Judy asked that question earlier. What's the biggest need? I always hear that question. So, you know, the community and unity is, is big for me. Um, everyone works together. Uh, and I've, I've been embraced by so many in the community already when I let them know, hey, I'm coming out there. Oh, well, you know, let me know if you can need a doctor. Let me know if you need this or how to find a house. You know, it's just been such a, such an embracement and welcoming and, and, and humbling. And I, I cannot wait to continue these um, working through these partnerships and, and grow 
our our Bryan College Station Brazos Valley office and grow the the services um, so we can serve more residents that are in need. Awesome. Um, both you and Suzanne have mentioned um, living in the COVID-19 world, and I would assume that your ability to um, serve people and also have volunteers come and help you uh, has has changed. Um, I'm a former youth minister and uh, have brought teens there before to help sort, and we had a little diaper drive at our parish before and things like that. So um, a lot of times people are willing to help, but they don't know how. And um, so maybe you could, <laughs> I'm rambling on a little bit and trying to narrow it down. Talk about how a parishioner donates to Catholic Charities, that money comes to y'all, how uh, else you are funded, because I know we want to take plenty of time to talk about your fundraiser that's coming up. And um, how you are supported and how that affects your ability to help those who call or come in or how all that is handled. Well, you know, you're speaking my language, Judy. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we're uh, Um, best friends and we don't know it yet. Uh. (laughs) Yes, Yes, indeed. Um, uh, We we have been blessed as an agency, especially during COVID, um, to receive uh, incredible support from community, from donors. Um, we actually did a crowdfunding campaign right when COVID happened. And, and to be very honest with you, we were on the fence about, gosh, do we go out there now when everyone is being affected by this, what we call a disaster? Mm-hmm. And are we being sensitive enough to, to let people know there are people in need, but we're all in need? And we said yes. And we heard God say, get out there and get out there now. And because of that, because we went out to the community, because we went out to the foundations, because we went out to corporations, we were able to raise a corpus of money um, and use that as a challenge and leverage that in the communities to say, can we match this amount? And we were able to raise um, funds that not only supported us helping those in need, but the 180% increase in in service demand that we experienced in 2020. Um, And I, I, it's this beautiful um, image of people digging down deep and understanding that those that had jobs, those that had hourly jobs, those who were in the service industry, um, had lost their jobs, that it was our responsibility to support those who, um, gosh, were barely making ends meet, and then they lost their, their job and were, were, they didn't have reserve, and Catholic Charities was able to um, give them that hand up. Mm-hmm. In addition to foundational and corporate support, um, we are also supported by our diocese, which we are most grateful for. And, Judy, you know, St. Anthony's and parishes in our um, beautiful um, service area, 25 counties, um, digging deep and supporting Catholic charities on a regular basis. Um, We are very grateful for that. And to your point, the volunteerism, you can't put a dollar amount on 
the, the incredible support from volunteers. So what we had to do was get creative. We had to say, yes, we can't bring you on our campus. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, we are administering, um, uh, services virtually and uh, remotely, but what we can do is we can put volunteerism in a box. So what we did is we put diapers, hygiene together in boxes and people who could came by and picked up those boxes and put together hygiene kits for us and (laughs) wrap diapers for us. We would go pick them up. Um, We made it work. Um, We would work in church gyms or uh, parish halls, socially distanced and put together hygiene kits and, and diapers together and wrap them um, and made that work. So it's, it's pivoting and, and making things happen um, because the need is there. And so you just have to um, make it work. And, mm-hmm. and, and people did have and, and continue to respond. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to, to jump in and go back to, I, you said 180% increase in Need service demand demand, and yes. if my, I'm understanding right. my math correctly, that's a that's a f- almost a four times increase in your demands, right? It's it's double, double, it's almost Excuse double, me. yes. And so um, we have um, been able through John's leadership, um, through Sarah Ramirez, our executive director, um, really. Um, operate as of March 16th, 2020. Um, our team is working, started working remotely, and then we eased back in with um, uh, looking at the footprint of our um, two brick and mortar offices there in Dallas, I mean, in Austin, excuse me, and Brian, um, to spread people out. So we have um, actual case managers working in these offices. Um, the advancement team, my, my group, I have eight. Um, we are working remotely. We gave up our offices so that case managers could use office um, and spread out to be able to meet with people to socially distance. Wow, that's so cool. Um, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, what you do, it's what we've had to do. And yeah. Aaron Brian, the same. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and again, people continue to respond. We, we I, to tell you, we've kind of reverted back a bit, um, Thaddeus and Judy, to snail mail. We're going back to snail mail, getting pe- in people's mailboxes. Mm-hmm. Um, we, of course, are, are speaking to people through the pulpit, through the website, um, through email, through social media. And it's important that we tell the story and let people know what is going on um, and to and to. Stay loud and proud. <laughs> Agreed. I, I, Absolutely. <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate that, and uh, because as I mentioned, uh, as a former youth minister, you gotta you have to be prepared to do things like that. Um, and um, a lot of times, when it's an it's an urgent need, like it, it's not uncommon. I have a group of about nearly twenty women that meet at Bible study, and and. It's not uncommon for someone who's involved in helping people to send me an email saying, hey, I've got a family that needs X, Y, and Z, blast it out, and by that afternoon, the, the need is there. And 
I, we're all living in this pandemic world and we've all had this yeah. experience for a full year, but you know, sometimes things get backburnered a little bit when another mm-hmm. need comes up. And so, um, let's, right. let's, let's imagine our listeners are out there leaning into their radio right now saying, God, I'm glad to have this reminder. I wonder how I could, uh, put an immediate, contribution is it would you say it's better to have a financial contribution or hey diapers are on sale at walmart i'm going to go get a truckload of them and bring them over there what what would be beneficial to you there at catholic charities in brian um judy mm-hmm. both and and <laughs> um, yes I'm, is I'm the gonna, answer i'm, I'm going to tell you um please go to our website cctx.org we have a landing page for donations and i want everyone to hear this any amount any amount is appreciated and regarding diapers and wipes we have currently a Lenten diaper drive going on right now, an Amazon wish list. You, again, can go to our website, cctx.org, tap on that, and, and feel free. Many of us feel good about handing materials to an agency. Um, I recommend that you ship those, have those shipped directly there to the Cabin nice. Avenue um, address. And I'm going to tell you, we will use your gift in your community. And I really want everyone to hear this. Gifts that are made in the Brazos Valley stay in the Brazos Valley. Yeah, I'm going to ask you to say that one more time because I've been asked that before. Mm -hmm. um, And we're not even going to open the door of how other things are done. People want to know that. Mm -hmm. Amen. And that is, um, I really think it's important for everybody to hear that, that every dime given in the Brazos Valley, to Catholic Charities of Central Texas stays there. And I'm going to share with you, we, we served over 1,800 people in 2020, $239,365 <laughs> um, in 2020, and 27,700 materials were distributed in Brazos Valley. Oh, that's so amazing. It's a lot. And we want to do more than that. And that's why Catholic Charities has invested in John as our director. Um, He is the lead of that office. And um, I want everyone to know we even got John. He has a Texas (laughs) A&M shirt, uh, wardrobe. Yeah, I'm going to have to tease you a little bit, John. You need to work on that Brazos. Pronunciation. It's it's it's, it's Brazos, okay? And yeah. That that Brazos yeah. doesn't cut it. No, no. <laughs> I've, been, that, I've been trying that for three a friend to share that. <laughs> well, we've bonded Thank over you. this airways. Uh, I am here for you. <laughs> I am here for you. Um, oh, I have ad- admired the the Catholic Charities. Uh, benefit over the last couple of years, uh, I think it's a fine run benefit. Uh, you come in, your box lunch is there, but we can't do that this year. So we're taking lemons and making lemonade. So let's talk uh, about Catholic Charities Giving Day and your plan for uh, this local fundraiser. Great. Thank you. Um, so this is a save the date shout out. Um, 
Uh, we've got a bit of a runway, but uh, really want people to mark their calendars for uh, an event that will happen. It's called Catholic Charities Giving Day, and it will. Uh, we're taking into account the social distancing. Um, we're sad that we can't come together as a community at our mission-driven lunch. Um, this we were going to have it at the Hilton. We are uh, postponing that till 2022. But this year, we are celebrating um, a giving day opportunity. And the reason I'm very excited about this on April 29th, which is a Thursday, um, 7.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m., this is for whether you can help others or if you need help yourself. We are all going to come together as a community and come to Catholic Charities physically on that day. Um, it's a drive-by event. We will have many stations there for people to either drop off their check or their, uh, we, will t- we certainly take credit card payments as well. And or if you are in need and you need diapers, wipes, hygiene, you will in turn drive by and allow us to serve you and give you items that you need and that you need, um, are in need. And by the way, we're going to feed you. We're going to hand out breakfast tacos, uh, kolaches, donuts. Um, at lunchtime, we're going to hand out um, lunch tacos, fajita tacos. We've got little giveaways that we will put in goodie bags for anyone that drives by. And did I mention Bishop Joe is going to be there? No, um, you did not. Um, <laughs> we are so excited about Bishop Joe and Judy. We hope and pray that um, the area pastors um, will, you know, Father Joseph there from St. Anthony will will come and 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 you know support the community and show that we are partners with our area parishes and make this a celebration um, of everyone coming together and those in Brazos Valley, we help our own and we are going to um, celebrate that on the 29th of April um, there at Catholic Charities of Central Texas on Cabot Lane. And we know that um, Brazos Valley will show up and we know that and and confident that um, we are already making calls to individuals to, to raise leadership gifts in the hope that we can leverage that leadership model, which has worked for us in the past, to let the community know we have raised a corpus of money and we will hope to match it on that day. Awesome. So exciting. I'm, I'm leaning in and I'm listening to you. I'm reading some of the details and I'm like, God, I wonder what I'm going to be able to go and do on that day. And I'm telling you, because my daughter's getting married the next day, I will not physically be there <laughs> to help you. Oh, but I, Judy, how exciting. Oh, yes. Yeah. God, God has found a way and it's a wonderful thing. But I have a full month to organize some manpower from St. Anthony's. I want I personally am uh, telling you I will get our youth group involved. You're hearing it here on the air, folks. uh, To help you. um, (laughs) Making a commitment. I have the ear. I will arrange to have someone bring Father Joseph there if possible. Uh, and that I think that, lovely. you know, I uh, we're all busy. Our pastors are busy. Our deacons are busy. Yes. We're all busy. 
but what yeah. an impact that could have on a parish. And I would assume y'all ha- are going to have like a poster promotion, some bulletin oh, inserts and yes, all of that kind yes, of stuff. But, um, you, oh. Yes, we certainly do. We have um, signage that we're going, going out to the parishes. And um, Judy and Thaddeus at your parishes, um, we, of course, have sent bulletin um, inserts for um, and um, blurbs for the bulletins um, to be uh, included from from starting this Sunday onward. Um, so we know it's a build and we know it's it's a month out, but we really feel it's important to get the communities excited and have representation from all of our parish partners. We're, we want to enlist the help of um, St. Joseph's Catholic School and and students there, but I think I hear kind of a throwdown from St. Anthony's there, um, <laughs> right. which, which I love, Judy. Well, I think um, the beauty of also, I mean, St. Joseph's High School is within walking distance, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, who who knows? Uh, Lord, we just ask you to anoint our enthusiasm and anoint this project, and uh, I'm mm-hmm. just I think if asking there's any, the Holy Spirit to be all over this. If there's any Aggie Knights of Columbus listening, I'm sure they're not going to just take your challenge lying down. I'm sure that they'll want to get in on making they, their presence. They felt. always uh, show up in spades. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Um, Ron Gay. Yes. Um, I'm telling you, he's on our board. Deacon Bill Scarmato on our board. They're working the, the crowd there. So um, it, Good deal. Th- they'll probably mm-hmm. be getting a call. If not from Judy, from, um, Ron Gay and, and Deacon Bill. Well, I can tell you, Deacon Bill is my cousin and my neighbor, and I meet with he and his, we have a little small community that during Lent we've been praying the rosary on Mondays in the Stations of the Cross oh. on Fridays together, oh, wow, so fun. we will have a lot to talk about. Y'all, we have about three minutes left in the program, so I want us to circle back, cover some uh anything that y'all feel like we didn't uh, have the time to talk about, but really give us the details of uh, this upcoming fundraiser and anything else that y'all would like to share. I'm, I'm just so excited. I can't wait to talk to someone else about this show. Oh, th- thank you. Um, I, uh, you know, you asked, I do have a, a request and, it, and if you'll indulge me for a moment, Catholic charities is in need of everyone's prayers. And Judy, you offered um, at your rosary to, to offer up our agency up in prayer and that those that we serve, the, the community of, of uh, Bryan College Station. And if I could, I would like to read a prayer that is important to us, that is on um, uh, our prayer cards and ask the community to share in this prayer with us and to, to keep Catholic Charities um, and this future event, Catholic Charities Giving Day on April 29th, in their prayers. Please do. Yeah. God of love, you created man and woman in your image and likeness. Help me to see your faith face in each of my sisters and brothers in need as I work to build a culture that promotes peace, works for justice, and honors the least among us as children of God. Pour out your blessings on the clients, staff, volunteers, and benefactors of Catholic Charities of Central Texas, that together we may eliminate poverty and create a society in which every person thrives in their God-given gifts 
and dignity. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Wow. How can we access that prayer? Tell us about your prayer cord and where else we can um, access uh, the information about this event and maybe even a wish list of... I, I do really well with some bullet points, and I need this, 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 and this. So whether you put it anywhere or you need my cell phone number, uh, that's sweet, what baby. I need from you. Last minute. Well, what I'm going to tell you is go to our website, www.cctx.org. There is actually a landing page for Catholic Charities Giving Day for Brazos Valley Community. There is a list there of information, the logistics of the day, and our wish list is also on our website. Our prayer is on our website, and anyone that drives through on the April 29th, Thursday from 7.30 to 1.30 will receive a prayer card, because we believe together we are stronger, and together when we lift up this beautiful organization and the, the need in our community, God will provide. Yes, he will. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for this morning. Have a great day. Thank you, everyone. We'll check back in with you as we get closer. Bye.